Good morning, Sterling College. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you all for being here at our 2022 Senior Chapel. We are all happy that you're here. Yeah, you guys have a lot of energy this morning, a lot more energy than I was expecting. I thought we were going to have to stop it. I thought we were going to have to pull a Paul and have you say good morning like 10 times. Not that that's not great, because if, if you have taught no, yeah. them nothing, at least you have taught them how to say good morning. All right, all right. So um, I am Odine. I am one of your MCs today. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all yeah. are too much. Y'all are too much. Um, technically, I have already graduated. With a degree in music education, but <laughs> y'all gotta wait before you give me applause. I haven't really even said anything yet. <laughs> but I'm very honored to be one of your MCs today, along with Ethan Richardson. Hello. Okay. Okay. Too much. Thank you. Thanks, David. Um, so I, Modine, is technically she's already done. I have one more semester after this. So, okay, that's messed up. Um, everything happens for a reason, okay? Um, but yeah, I am studying exercise science education, so I'm gonna be a PE and health teacher at some point in the near future. Um, and let me tell you guys, we've got an action-packed chapel for you all today. It's gonna be inspirational. That's, I, I'm just being me, okay? Just let, let Ethan be Ethan, all right? <clears throat> and so first thing we got today is an awesome video made in collaboration with our marketing department featuring not one, not two, not three, not four, but five of our outstanding seniors. So if you'll direct your attention to the screen behind me, we'll go ahead and watch that. How'd you hear about Sterling College and what made you decide to come here? I first heard about Sterling when my brother committed here. And then out of high school, I got recruited by Coach Bassett and uh, I turned her down. <laughs> so that was kind of awkward. I went to a year of JUCO and then came back and Coach Bassett still wanted me to come around and she really changed my life. And so really basketball was the main reason that I came here. Coach Nick Martinez came down to Las Vegas to tournament recruiting and then we kind of got in touch. When I had my recruitment trip down here, it kind of just all fell. Felt, felt good, it felt nice, it felt natural. I was a foreign exchange student in Kentucky before coming here, and that's how I got here because I got recruited while I was there. My dream was always to play tennis in here in the United States. It was actually the theater workshop, and as someone who really wanted to go to school for theater, I was really intrigued by just how much theater they do and just like the passion that they put into it. I heard about Sterling because my brother went here. I found myself in this weird place where I didn't really know what I wanted to do in my life, so I just took his word for it, and he said he had a great time out here, so I was like, why not give it a shot? As you look back over your time, what are some of your favorite memories? I think the most recent memory that comes to mind is just stretching lines during practice. At the very beginning, we're always crazy, we're always laughing, you know, spilling the tea and everything. When Maddie Stoll and I, my tennis partner, whenever we beat McPherson, I still remember Maddie's smile right after we finished that match. It was a pretty big win for us. My favorite movies involve my friends. Either it's like going to McDonald's at two o'clock in the morning or pulling late nights doing homework or just working on the set for the theater. Those are like the best memories. 
the main ones to me are just being in the basement with all the football guys. We have those times of just where we all group up at certain times, like on a Wednesday night, and just talk about what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the world. And those are the memories that, that mean the most to me when I came here. These are the nicest people ever. And it's so crazy coming from Vegas because it's like nobody's like this back home at all. And it's a crazy experience. They kind of treat you as a family more than just a student or just your like um, counselor or anything like that. It's, it's the family. That's what I like about it. The last couple years have been really difficult. How have you persevered? Yeah, um, COVID was really tough. Seeing your friends every day to like only being able to see your family members. Because um, there are moments when I do want to give up. What I did was surround myself with people who really care about me. A lot of the guys I was close with are from Kansas and stuff. Being able to communicate with those guys over Zoom or Snapchat, just over the phone, it helped me get through those really tough times. We would text each other throughout the quarantine days. We would get together and work out if we could with all the restrictions and everything. I knew in the long run that I needed to keep going because it would be beneficial for me in the long run. In my back of my head, I was always thinking, who am I doing it for? Why am I doing it for? My mom, she's a big factor in my life. They're putting me through all this to get me to college. And Just thinking about the end goal. I want to get there, so I'm going to find my way to get there. When I see her come, come see me down in Kansas, see me the first time, across that stage, and it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be all worth it. It's going to be worth it. How have you grown here at Sterling College? I've grown tremendously here. Spiritually, I got baptized this year by Paul, and that was amazing. For me, coming out here, it's just my faith grew 1,000%. I know that God put me here because I needed to feel his love a little closer, and Sterling College was just the perfect place for that. To me, that was the most important thing about this entire experience. I think for me, I've grown more as a person, more as an individual. I would say I'm, I'm matured in a way, like I would actually take time doing my work. When my professor called me out and he's like, you know, you're putting in more effort into your work, like I, it shows. I was always hanging around the, like the older guys that they were telling me, oh, like keep doing your work, keep doing what that's important for you. I kind of that thing that helped me out a lot. The relationships that I've made have led me to, to be the woman that I want to be for the rest of my life. And for me, I personally realized this is who I am and what all my likes and what are my dislikes, what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses. I just learned to love all my flaws and just be who I am. I'm proud to be part of the Warrior family because... I'm proud to be part of the Warrior family because of my sports team and what sports in general means to starting college here and how big of a factor that plays here in this town because I'm going to graduate this May. I'm proud to be a part of the Warrior family because of all the experiences that helped me become the woman I am today. I'm proud to be part of the Warrior family because of the people that Sterling has brought into my life. I am proud to be a Warrior family because we are a loving and caring family. I'm proud to be a part of the Warrior family because it's, it's exactly that, it's a family. Like, from guys that I never knew, like I never went to school with, like those guys, they'd taken me under their wing when I got here. It's, it's a family. Awesome, great work. Awesome. Yeah. Let's go. Really good. Really good. Yeah. You're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really good. So good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
What a great video that was, right? Thank you so much to those seniors that were willing to speak and share part of their stories. And thank you for marketing for putting that video together. Let's get another round of applause for all those people. Incredible. All right. I am excited to have the honor and privilege to announce or introduce our first senior speaker today, Mr. Gonzalo Serrano. <laughs> yes, yes. Gonzalo today will be delivering some general reflective remarks on behalf of his time here at Sterling College and the senior class as well. Mr. Serrano comes from us, came to Sterling from Isabella, Puerto Rico. Say that right? Beautiful. And uh, listen to this bio. My goodness, this man. He, his major, he's studying biology, and during his time here, he has been involved in the diversity task force. He's a member of the baseball team, served as a resident director in Kilbourne first, and then Douglas. He's a peer mentor and a tutor, and after graduation, this man is going to be attending medical school, and he's going to become a doctor. He's going to be a doctor. Come on. Come on. All right. So without further ado, keep the applause going. Mr. Gonzalo Serrano, come on. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. We have to a good start. All right, thank you, Ethan. Like, like Ethan said, my name is Gonzalo Serrano. Most of you hopefully know me. Um, and I'm extremely blessed to be here today with y'all. I wanted to start us off by asking you guys to think about your favorite TV show. Whatever it is, however it looks like. Your favorite TV show. And then as we do this, I want you guys to think about a season finale, one of those season finales that either breaks your heart, uh, leaves you on your feet, or keeps your mind running, one of those where you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Most of us, if you're like me, as soon as that season, that episode ends, I start creating theories. Okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to start. This is what the producer's going to do. So if you're like me, you're like that. But if you're like me, you're also anxious, you're also desperate, you're like, I, wanna, I don't want to wait for Netflix to wait a whole year to drop the next season. So if you're like me, this happens to you. And all because we couldn't wait a little bit longer and we had to start creating it in our head what the perfect next season is going to look like. Well, let me tell you something. Being a senior in college might sometimes feel like this. As soon as you're about to graduate, people start asking you, hey, what's next? Hey, you're graduating, how was it? What did you really accomplish? Do you have a house? Do you have a job? Do you have a partner? What is it gonna look like next week, during the summer, or in five years? And most of us, thankfully, know what we're gonna do, where we're gonna be, and we're happy with it. But what happens with the people that don't? What happens with the people that do not have it figured out? That might have every single plan set in place, and things all of a sudden just change. Well, let me tell you something. When things get like this, when things don't go my way, I look up to Proverbs 3.5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and not on your own understanding. And that's hard to grasp because it's our plan, right? Well, it's not. There's a bigger plan. 24 years ago, my mom was expecting her first baby. My dad had already three kids, so this one was for my mom. You know, it was the fourth and the last. A few weeks after they knew about the pregnancy, um, my mom lost a baby. 
my mom being the woman of faith she is, she struggled and she complained, but she kept on going. Um, she kept on going and she trusted the Lord. Two years after, her first and last baby boy was born. 22 years later, here I am, standing in front of y'all, talking to y'all about the beauty and waiting for God's plan. It's not easy. It's, not, it's definitely not fast, but it is a higher plan, and it is a way bigger and better plan. Because even when things don't go how we expected, God is still working. Whether we see it or not, God is still working. So I'm not here today telling y'all to go into the real world without a plan or without a purpose. That's not it. I'm just telling you that even if we don't have it figured out, or even when we do, circumstances might change. Actually, the most constant thing is change. Good thing God doesn't change. Neither does his promise. So here I am today. Hopefully, you guys caught up and you guys are here understanding that there is a higher plan. There is a God that has a plan for us, whether we see it or not. Yes, we might get frustrated, we might get anxious, we might get desperate. But at the end of the day, we got to understand that God is greater than what's making us anxious. He is. He truly is, and he will forever be. And there is good news. Like I said, he will never change, nor will a promise from him. So as we seniors prepare for graduation, I don't want us to look at this at the end of a season finale where we're actually expecting what's going to come. I want us to look at it as the start of this new season, of the first episode, knowing that we can trust the Lord and that we're excited to see what he has for us in store. God has a plan, and it's bigger. And as we all do, we have a plan. My mom did as well. But God had a bigger plan. So as we leave today and we remember Proverbs 3.5, I expect us to not fall in society's normal thought of waiting on our plan and trusting our plan. I hope that we can trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not in our own understanding. Because at the end of the day, we know what we want, but he knows what we need. So thank you very much. That's it for the graduates. We almost got it. Thank you. Have a blessed day. That was beautiful. Got me crying in the club, the chapel. <laughs> All right. What a way with words, am I right? Okay. Um, I am very eager to introduce our next senior class speaker, who is Paige Sheradden. <laughs> Paige will be delivering a short sermon on our verse of the year, Psalm 16:8. Paige came to Sterling from Plainville, Kansas. Her major is Christian Ministries with a concentration in missions. During her time here, she was involved in band and debate and forensics while serving as the student government president for the past two years. After graduation, she'll be staying in the area to work at an elementary school in Lyons while she finishes her degree. Please help me welcome Paige Sheradden to the stage. Hello. Um, <clears throat> Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been such an honor to serve as SGA president for the last two years and to be able to wrap up my time here at Sterling in this way. Let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. 
God, thank you so much for everyone who's here today. I pray that you help alleviate the stress that we're all feeling with finals just around the corner. I pray that your word is a light to the people in this room. And you see my pray. Amen. Well, my mother is a kindergarten teacher, and we live right across the street from where she works. And one day, she's looking for her keys, and she can't find them anywhere, and she's panicking. So she calls up my dad, and she tries to ask him if he knows where they are, and of course, he doesn't. Eventually, she has to give up, and she goes to the school, calls her friends to let her into the building, and when she gets in there, she's upset, frustrated, ranting. She's like, oh, the kids probably moved the keys, and now I don't know where they are, and I'll never be able to find them. Um, but eventually, she sat down at her desk. She took a breath. She looked down, and her keys were around her neck the entire time. <laughs> of course, my mom felt ridiculous. She couldn't see what was right in front of her. But she certainly isn't the only one. Ask my roommate. When I'm in a panic, I can't see anything, even if it's right in front of me. With that in mind, let's look at the verse of the year, Psalm 16, 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Here, the psalmist is emphasizing exactly what my mom and I are not good at in times of stress and panic, which is to keep our eyes on the Lord. I also want to seize on the word at the end of this verse, shaken. Does that word connect with anyone else like it connects with me, especially right now? I don't know about you guys, but I'm stressed with papers, presentations, and finals all coming up. It seems crazy impossible, and I am so stressed. Not to mention that I'm graduating. I knew this day was coming, but I wasn't quite sure if it was actually going to be here. But here we are. Um, Graduation can be scary. We are Right now, we're surrounded by friends whom we love and roommates who we love living with who will be moving to different towns, states, and countries. Of course, we won't have to eat the calf food anymore. <laughs> but we will start to have cooking for ourselves. Graduation is such a blessing with freedoms and opportunities just around the corner, but it's also super stressful. We have isolation, bills, new responsibilities, all on our shoulders as we move forward into this new phase of life. It's a lot, uh, and I don't think I'm alone in being a little shaken at this moment in time. But I'll tell you what, Psalm 16:8 gives us hope. So let's look at this verse again, except let's look at it with a new translation, the ESV translation. The psalmist says, I have set the Lord always before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Let's talk about the difference in this translation. So the psalmist sets the Lord before him. The Lord is the set point to which he is walking towards. Yet then he says, because he is at my right hand. So how does that work? How is it that we've set the Lord before us, but then he's at our right hand? Well, let's think about what that looks like in real life. Let's say I'm walking to Clive's and I see a friend off in the distance, and I wave to them. They're the fixed point to which I'm walking towards. And if they're my friend, they see me, and they start walking towards me as well. I should expect that when we meet up, my friend isn't going to walk past me or ignore me, but walk alongside me. In the same way, our God desires to walk alongside you. He's not going to ignore you or walk past you, but walk with you. 
It's a daily decision to set God always before us. It's something that we must actively remember to do in order to follow in God's will. It's a spiritual discipline and guides us forward in the future without fear of the uncertainty in life, without fear of being shaken. But what does it look like to set God before us? In order to set God before us, we must trust him. In fact, that's one of my favorite parts of this translation is that it paints such a vivid picture of trust in God, of fellowship alongside him. God isn't some far-off deity who doesn't care about us, but someone who wants to go with us in the struggles of life and navigate it with us. Whether you're like me and a soon-to-be graduate with a lot of life under the category of yet-to-be-determined, or if you know exactly what you're doing next year, it's more important than ever to trust God in times of transition and uncertainty. Trust can take many different shapes and sizes, but one of the most important ways in which we can trust God is to relinquish control. When we feel like we don't have a lot of control over our lives, it's tempting to grasp even harder at it. Yet we have to let go of this temptation. Oftentimes we want to separate our lives, and this is our relationship with Christ, and then this is our regular life. But we need to allow God to have control over all of it. Give him the control, not just over your life. Don't just make it about control, but also allow him to reorient your heart towards him. Allow him to guide you in all you do. Pray for wisdom and peace. Seek guidance from those he's placed in your life and allow him to have control over everything. Second, it's important that you're spending time with God. How can you possibly trust someone that you don't have a relationship with? If you're walking down the street and you wave to a stranger, they might wave back, but they're not going to walk alongside you. While God desires to walk alongside us and to be with us in our struggles, we can't expect him to walk alongside us unless we've built the trust with him and built a relationship. And in order to have a relationship with God, we need to spend purposeful time with him. I know this seems impossible right now with your papers and your presentations and your finals. It's like, how do I make up any time for anything else? But it's not that hard to give just a couple minutes of your life to God. In between classes, tell him about your day, about your stress. Pray for peace. In the morning, you can spend a couple minutes, open up your Bible app and pray over the verse of the day. So with that in mind, let's look again to our verse, Psalm 16, 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. This is not to say that life will be easy. It has its challenges. Hardships will come in many different shapes and sizes. Yet if we set the Lord before us, we can be certain that he'll walk with us, protect us and comfort us in our inner anguish, in our life, however it takes form. As we walk in his will, we have nothing to fear. Instead, we have hope in all that God has planned for us. It's up to you whether you want to give up that control and allow God to be there, to set him before you and allow him to walk next to you. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this opportunity to be here and to rely on your word. Help us to have comfort in Psalm 16:8, to know that if we give you control, if we allow you to be a part of our lives, you will protect us and comfort us in the times of stress and transition. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
At this point, I would like to invite Hunter Lee up to, an, to the stage. For you that don't know, Hunter Lee is the new SGA president, and he will be presenting the award for Student of the Year and Faculty of the Year. Thanks, Paige. Hey guys, good morning. My name is Hunter Lee. For those of you that don't know me, um, today I have the great privilege and honor of presenting um, two very awesome awards. So the first award is Student of the Year Award, and this student is given to someone that really embodies what it means um, to be a part of Sterling College. And this morning, I'm going to be giving this award to someone that uh, is involved in a lot of different aspects, but here are just a few to name. She's a member of the Honors Program. She's a singer in the choir this morning. She's an RA, and she's also the president of the Women's Fellowship Club here at Sterling College at the Table. So would you please help me and give a big warm round of applause to Katie Lumbert. All right, this next award goes to Faculty Member of the Year, and this award um, also really shows, um, it goes to someone that's really involved on campus um, and that has a relationship with many students' lives. This relation, like the, the award really shows um, how much of an impact it makes, like that person is making on the students. Um, sadly, this person is going to be retiring at the end of the year um, and leaving us. That's all right, because he's left a, a wonderful legacy behind He's left an impact on many students. Um, would you please help me welcome to the stage my good friend, Terry Ayersman. Guys, good morning. Uh, I had to do that, and it's a little sad. Actually, it's very sad because it is the last time that I'm going to be doing that. Um, and so in addition to all of these seniors, uh, this also is my last chapel as your chaplain, and it has been an incredible honor. Uh, before I have a couple of remarks, though, can we just give a one more massive round of applause to everybody who did an awesome job this morning? From our wonderful hosts and MCs to the incredible choir, to the seniors that were featured in the video, I'm so grateful for marketing, for how seamless and easy that was to partner with them on that project and get to feature more seniors in this space. Uh, from the amazing choir with the featured soloists of the seniors, um, from an incredible speech from Gonzalo, from an incredible sermon from Paige, and then the honor here of this incredible student and employee. So this has already been a wonderful time together, and there's still donuts to come. Uh, so good things in store. As I've been thinking about this, 
as my last time with you all in this space, in this role. Now, I am going to set the fall schedule for you all, and I plan to schedule myself, so you can't quite get rid of me. Kansas City is not that far. Uh, but as I thought about this uh, transition point uh, from me serving as chaplain, uh, my mind was drawn to Romans chapter 1. Romans is written by a different Paul. You have no idea how, like, much tension I feel over how much I have to talk about a different guy named Paul because he wrote half the New Testament. Uh, but it was written by a different Paul, the Apostle Paul, uh, to the church in Rome at that time. And in Romans chapter 1, it's a letter. Uh, and in Romans chapter 1, as he starts this letter, he introduces this idea of encouragement. And he says that he desperately longs to come and visit the church in Rome. The reason that he is writing the letter is because he can't be with them, and there's many concerns and questions within the church that he wants to address. But he wants to desperately come and visit the church, and he says, I want to come so that I can encourage you. I want to come so that maybe, by the grace of God, I can encourage you. But you have to notice what else he says. He says, I want to come so that you can encourage me. So it's not just encouragement that's on Paul's mind in Romans 1. It's mutual encouragement. He says, I desperately want to come that I might encourage you and that you might encourage me. And what I can say as a different Paul 2,000 years later and 6,000 miles away in this space, what I can say is that three years ago the Lord led me and my family to come here. So I don't have that part of the Apostle Paul where I desperately want to come because the Lord led me and we did come. And I've served in this role the last three years. And what I can say confidently is that you all have encouraged me. Just as Paul wanted the Roman church to do to him, I can report that after three years of serving as your chaplain, that happened. You all have encouraged me and my family. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for encouraging me. And my hope is that in some maybe small way, whether through a sermon in chapel or through making it hopefully not hard to pass chapel or through working with you if you didn't pass chapel or by getting to just know you and share your life, my hope is that some of you, uh, maybe even a good many of you, could say that I too have encouraged you. I'd love to close in prayer. Um, for our seniors, right, but kind of for everybody, right, because seniors have finals, everybody has finals. I know a lot of seniors, including Gonzalo, have massive graduate school exams that are coming up in the next few days and weeks and months and, and other big moments in their life, and I know that whether you're a senior or not, that's true of you. So I'd love to close this in prayer, um, and then I'd love to deliver the benediction that uh, you've heard me deliver over and over again to different uh, groups that were going out to participate in something, different teams that were going out to compete but I'd love to pray and then deliver the number six benediction to you all. So uh, would you bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer? Father in heaven, we don't take any moment for granted. We try, Lord, to not take any moment for granted. There are hard moments in life and there are good and beautiful moments in life and we try to take none of it for granted, Lord, especially when we, we get the gift of a good and beautiful moment. And this senior chapel this morning, I believe I have experienced it as a good and beautiful moment. And so we pause here to appreciate that you have given us this. We pause here to appreciate that you have given us to each other, that this community exists 
Sterling College Warrior family. Thank you for each and every senior that was featured in some way this morning. Thank you for each and every senior who wasn't featured but is equally important to us. Thank you, Father, for what they have meant to this community, whether they've been here one year as a transfer, two years as a transfer, their whole time, Lord. Thank you for what they have meant and how they contributed, how we are better for their presence and engagement here. I pray, Lord, that in them we have accomplished our mission to develop them into creative and thoughtful leaders who understand a maturing Christian faith and who we believe will go out to serve and lead and change the world. Thank you for the opportunities that they will have to do that. We pray for them in their upcoming final exams here, in their upcoming graduate school exams, in their upcoming interviews for internships and jobs, in their upcoming decisions. Guide them, direct them, be with them as they make those decisions, Lord, as they study for those tests, as they take these next steps into the new television uh, season, as Gonzalo uh, so wonderfully expressed. We love them. We're going to miss them, Lord. We pray for them. And we pray for all of us, Lord, experiencing so many changes of, and transitions, not just my own, but other faculty and staff who you are leading in different directions, uh, students who may not return for whatever reason. Uh, this is a season of change, and change can be hard, but you never change. The book of Hebrews says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we rest in that truth and promise. We journey alongside him here, Lord, as he is at our right hand, as we heard from our verse of the year. Thank you again, Lord, for this moment, for this community, for who it is that you are and what you're doing in and through us. I pray for each and every single one of these students in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you agree and if you'd like and feel comfortable, please extend a hand back out to me, and I'm going to deliver the Numbers 6 benediction that the Lord gave to Aaron to bless uh, God's people with. You've heard me say this before, and I want to say it to both our seniors and to all of you. Sterling College students, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord to make his face to shine upon you. The Lord to be gracious to you, to turn his face toward you, and to give you peace. I love you guys so much. Good luck on finals.